Hello and welcome to another episode of Radio Oedipus, the podcast where we explore the culture of beer. And I'm your host, Danny Walker. For new listeners, an extra special welcome and thanks for tuning in. You can head over to our website and there you will find all previous episodes of the podcast, as well as some mixes from our resident DJs, which are recorded live in the tap room. The address is oedipus.com forward slash radio. The podcast is also available by searching Radio Oedipus on your podcast app. On to today's show, I was joined by Bas Visser, beer sommelier here at Oedipus, and our guest was Tobias de Jong, who has been co-running Lab 100 Elf since 2016. Lab 100 Elf is an art house cinema located in the western part of Amsterdam. We chat about how he got involved, how to stay creatively on top of your game as an art house cinema, and all about the cinema landscape. As well as that, there's the beer review, the quiz, and what's in the fridge with Charlotte Klein, a food writer. All that on today's episode of Radio Oedipus. Bas Visser, how are you doing today? Yeah, good. Good to be back, finally, after weeks. I was so busy with our new restaurant. So, yeah, uh, we've I'm missed happy. you on the show. It has been a while. What, what have you been up to? Yeah, so, yeah, the new restaurant of Oedipus at Badhuis Oedipus. I was working on that for, uh, well, way too many hours. And also all the pairings, the food, selecting beers. Uh, yeah, and also, uh, a lot of trainings as well. Nice. Yeah, so if you're in Amsterdam, if you... Uh, could check out the bad house. It's located on the Java Plane, and uh, you might see Bass serving some beers there. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. <laughs> uh, yeah, and with us on the table today, we have Tobias de Jong. <clears throat> welcome. How are you? Very good, Danny. Thank you. I'm doing fine. Yeah, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for the invitation. So, uh, Lab 811. 100 Elf. 100 uh, Elf. 100 Elf. Yeah. I knew I would uh, cook up the pronunciation there, but that's been running <laughs> since 2016, am I correct? We've been running it since 2016. You've been running it since yes. 2016. Okay. Yeah. So, in short, it's an art house cinema located in the western part of Amsterdam. So, what does the day in the life of a cinema look like, would you say? Uh, very versatile. Like, I mean, if you, I could only describe my day or uh, most of the No, days. describe your day. That's my what we're interested in. My day mostly start with testing some films. So, um, uh, I, 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 I tend to start at nine or a half eight and test a few films uh, try to spread uh, the whole testing of the film, the technicals part all over the week and do that in the mornings and then answer some emails. And then most of the day, something that you didn't expect occurs and then you solve that. And then, <laughs> then it's five or six and the day's over. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, like today happened again. Yeah. 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 We were talking about <laughs> yeah. that, weren't we? Um, have you always been interested in film? Uh, I've always been interested in film, although, uh, Hundred Elf really, sort of I've stumbled upon it. So uh, I, I can't say I've really been working towards becoming uh, in, in charge in of the film a industry. Yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 most definitely not. That really came by accident. Okay, all right. And uh, what was the last beer you drank, apart from the one that you're just having? Uh, I've just had an Avatar. Oh, yeah, that was the one I was trying. <laughs> 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 no, but okay, yeah, before coming here today, what was the last good beer you drank? Ooh, uh, actually... I don't know. That was just my beer yesterday when I came home, which was just a Hertog Jan. <laughs> yeah, no worries. That's fine. That's <laughs> yeah, good. Also yeah. good beer. Yeah. All right, let's start the show as we always do, and let's talk about beer. I've brought a special beer to the table today. By, it's in this pink can that you can see. Well, the black can with the white and pink etiquette. Uh, it is by La Debauche Brewery, which are a French brewery located in... Aglone, I should, really should have asked Victor for the pronunciation. Angoulême. Angoulême, in the southwestern part of France. It's called Kama. Or Kama, I thought, well, maybe with the uh, accent on the A, but Kama. And it is a, a white beer with jasmine. So, let's crack it open. Nice. That's delish. Ready. Yeah, so, uh, when reading about this... Uh, on their website, it says it is a perfect sun beer. So I think we're just in time to uh, still be drinking this, right? We've got a bit of sunshine today. Huh? It smells a lot like... Um... Microphone? No. Um... <laughs> no, like uh, peach candy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't smell the jasmine at all, actually. No, I, d I was expecting maybe a big jasmine tea. Yeah, uh, uh, more floral white beer, but it is really fruity. 
but like candy, mm. like uh, fruitella candy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Or syrup. Okay, let's have a sip. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know what that sound was. A bit more jasmine now. Ah, then the tea comes. But it's comes. still pretty candy. It's really candy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but in the flavor, you have more of the lemon, a bit slightly floral, but I expected way more of the jasmine. Mm. It's, it's not, uh, yeah. But actually, the flavor makes me happy, more happy than the aroma. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. You? Um, I really find it to taste like candy. Too much? <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, it's, it's nice, but... Uh, as you say, I really expected to taste some jasmine, and yeah, I, it's more candy. But maybe because it's a white beer, is it, maybe a white beer is a bit more sweeter anyway, right? Yes, but uh, yeah, you have to you have the wheat, which gives it more body, and you have uh, uh, the the yeast, which I definitely did his work here because I think the fruitiness is purely the yeast. Mm. Uh, does it say anything? No, there's no ingredients. On, there's no ingredients on there. That is. Uh, Illegal. <laughs> <laughs> These <laughs> crazy French <And> brewers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was surprising. That's, uh, there that's is a, uh, something and that... candy, it says here. There is something... <laughs> there is a, a French phrase on here, but yeah, but it sounds more like a philosophy rather yeah, than ingredients. <laughs> no, I, I, my French is not good, but these are definitely not the ingredients. No. Okay. But yeah, I, I read some tasting notes and a lot of them were saying that you do pick up these tropical fruit flavors, a bit of yeah. lychee, peach, yeah, and I definitely. think I get that yeah. um, a lot more than jasmine. I think the jasmine is nice. There's a bit of a dryness at the end, which you might expect with Op something made with yeah. tea. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Oh. Le de Bauch were, uh, this is a quote from their website, dark, acidic, experimental, aged in barrel or hot. I think they're talking about their beers. We especially, <laughs> <laughs> not like some party that they're having. <laughs> um, we especially want them to reflect, that we want them, meaning our beers, to reflect our creativity and desire to satisfy the most demanding palates. What do you reckon? Does it satisfy our palates? I think it's quite nice. I would well, but if you, drink. It's, it's definitely the yeast and the hops, but for me it tastes more like a wheat IPA or something, you know, something like that. Mm. Yeah, I like it. I was also super thirsty, mm. and it's uh, <laughs> it's a good summer beer. Uh, I, next time, a little bit more jasmine. Yeah, for sure. And what about you, Tobias? You're a bit more uh, on uh, the edge. Well, if I, I think if if someone just gave it to me and I wouldn't know what I'd be drinking, I kind of like it. And now, when I when I was offered a white beer that would taste like jasmine, I, yeah. Didn't really come true like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. like that, but uh, as said, I mean, it's more to do with expectations than with taste. I feel because yeah, it's a nice beer. Super it's important part. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. What is your taste when it comes to beers? What do you go to? Uh, I I really like the um, sort of uh, lower in alcohol, more like sour sort of. I mean, the one we made with you guys, <laughs> but really the that that's what I really like. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't always like that. I I really I remember. Uh, uh, talking to Bas once at uh, at uh, uh, the the festival you guys gave and uh, saying how I do not understand at all why all these people were drinking <laughs> sours. How could they? <laughs> what was wrong with them? And I really don't understand it. I would never get it. And yeah. I said, oh, come along. We're going for a tour. And they will show you this and this and this. And then after the end, I was just binging on it and uh and i started Tobias to really like my it. pride project i was gonna yeah. say someone <laughs> someone is doing their job right you yeah. managed, managed to convince this guy and his yeah, co-workers to to uh have a uh a sour beer as their house yeah exactly yeah, yeah but it was uh yeah I, I really uh that's one of the highlights of my uh, sales career <laughs> yes <laughs> Nice. Sure. Yeah. For those that are unaware, uh, the institution that uh, Tobias works for, we already plus collaborated with with them, and we made a beer uh, called Panorama. Either of you two want to talk a little bit about what that beer is, Bass? Maybe since you worked on that. Uh, well, flavor-wise, it's a, it's a, a sour lager, sour pilsner. Uh, so it was meant to be super friendly in flavor, uh, but with a sour sour notes, and that's exactly what it was super crispy fresh yeah i think concept uh, that's uh yeah well it was it, it it has a longer history like at the beginning well when you open a bar then there's always guys coming in and they want to sell you beer and they have this uh 
great ability to come uh, at the moments that are like least handy. When all and these like, like when, whenever you're like super busy with whatever, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I've got some time, and then and then and then you want to be nice because they bring you beer, which is a nice thing. But like, <laughs> it's it's it was always super annoying. And 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 Boss was one of the only ones who had the great ability to not do that and that just come at the time. <laughs> sometimes announced, sometimes not, but mostly at a time like around five or six when you like. Than to be right for beer. You actually want and to start having a beer then. So, yeah, like, so perfect. It time. was actually also the reason why I came to you because I like to have a beer at La Ponte del. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was, it was just quite smoothly that like a relationship started to build up. So, it was like, oh, there's fun. That there's Boss again. Let's, uh, let's try some new beers. And so, quite, quite smoothly, we were, uh, we were drawn, we drawn into uh, the, the, the Oedipus enterprise. Mm. And, uh, but, but, <laughs> but very happily so. And uh, and and uh, well, we always wanted our own beer, obviously, and that was but it was something that I don't know. We always thought we would, we would really like that. Um, and then at some point, we noticed that, or you noticed that, like a lot of people at our place are were drinking sours much more than than in any other place. So we started to talk on that. Mm-hmm. And then the idea to uh, to to bring like um like a sour, but like one that sort of eases you into the sours. Uh, yeah. Uh, occurred so that's like the 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 um, how it how it originated like the entire process of the concept of of panorama that was another proce- process where at the beginning me tristan and victor had a chat and that was actually really sort of um it, like it, we really recognized a lot of our work um like why for instance like oedipus i think you guys doing a really good job at um opening up more difficult styles of beers to other people through making it colorful and sort of right, yeah. easing it into like a, a much wider variety of options. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with cinema, we're, we're kind of doing the same thing. We really, I think we really feel like that that's, there's a place for Star Wars and there's a place for like Tarkovsky, Soviet art house from the sea, you know, there's yeah, like, exactly. there's, uh, and that that really that, that that really mingles. Um so we were talking about these things and it was really fun conversation. So then it was really easily that we uh recognized each other in that. And um Tristan after the school came up and he said, like, yeah, we, we really want to do this. And um uh we 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 thought of the name Panorama. What like what do you think? You know, at the at first it was a bit like hesitant, and he said, like, yeah. We also got this new thing. We can like print labels in different ways. And I was like, oh, so we could actually make a panorama and yeah. like have eight different bottles standing next to each other with like different labels. And then it is a panorama. And then we make a big panorama of all the films yeah. we like. And then Victor was like, yeah, let's let's do that. Victor. <laughs> yeah. And then he drew this beautiful map. We gave this list of all the films that we really liked. And it was all films about like world building and like really didn't like the stuff I really like to go to the cinema to for like really sort of taking you to completely different places. And uh, yeah, it ended up being a really nice beer where, where, where Victor uh, made this beautiful map of uh, eight different labels. Like it was a, that you could like, if you put all the the bottles next to each other, you have this big panoramic um, scape of uh, like, like, like an art piece with, with references to all types of films that we really yeah, like. Yeah, all. It's like an. It's like a landscape with all these. Is this term in film or, or video games? Maybe Easter eggs. You know, all these little exactly. different yeah. icons yeah. from these different films. Yeah, it's it's a really beautiful label. So it's always it's also a lot of fun. Like, apart from telling something about the beer, this this panorama is behind our bar, so people yeah. tend to tend to look for the clues in the in the in there. So that's that's super nice. It was really really a fun project. To, I still uh, don't know all of them. No, no, no. <laughs> but I also don't want to ask. I want to wait until I, I find it in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you could, if you ever need movie recommendations, just look at the label kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Like, what do I want to watch <laughs> yeah. today? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about Lab. I want to take it back to when uh, you, you guys first got involved. What were yeah. some of those early hopes and dreams that you had for Lab? Well... It, I mean, the, how we came, how how I got involved with Lab is a bit of um, it's really really by accident. Okay. Um, it was I think, um, so we started in 2016. I think 
I came back from studying in Scotland, Scotland in 2014. I did my master's, but it was crisis and I really, I, I did this master's in sociology. So like, like there was not a lot of jobs out there <laughs> to choose from. Also, I, I really did my studies in like, um, development work and I just spent uh, the last two years in Argentina, in Scotland and doing my research in Spain. So I really felt like, okay, I want to stay in Amsterdam. But then I had to look for a job in Amsterdam and I didn't really feel like doing, doing that. And right. I was just, I actually, I was basically a bit pissing about, uh, working three days a week, looking around what I wanted to do and knowing quite sure that I didn't want like any other normal job. And it, it doesn't really sound like a sound plant, but weirdly enough, mm -hmm. it worked. Uh, cause I, I, I bumbled into this, uh, actually at one point, a friend of mine gave me a call and he said like, yeah, I spoke to someone was this beautiful building and there's a, there's a cinema now there, but it's, it's not really going that well, or I like, it's not going as expected. And, uh, it just, they, they want to talk to people with new IDs. So I said, okay, let's go. Mm -hmm. Cause I didn't have much else to do. Uh, and, uh, and I always, and always, so I, romantic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. And I also, and also, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a weird story, but it's true. Oh, I, and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and there I was, we were taken to La Pondertelf. And immediately I, I, I love the place. And, and I mean, um, obviously I, we, we were talking, we, we have been talking about having our own place and what it would look like and all these things for ages. So, but it was never really serious because we were, we were 25, 26 at the time. So you never really expect to all of a sudden get the offer to, yeah. to do something. So, uh, but we were looking at that, at, at the place and, 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 and then they said like, oh yeah, maybe, uh, if you're interested, just, uh, write a proposal of what you want to do. And, and then me not having much to do, I spent a lot of time on the proposal and thinking about it and just, yeah, yeah. it actually. It kind it kind of really helped that I was just kind of searching at that moment because I was thinking about what I wanted to do a lot yeah. I, and uh, and it gave me time to think about what a, a play should be and 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 what I would want to create and we sent that and 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 to our great surprise uh, uh, the the then owner now our partner said um, yeah let's let's have uh, let's have another talk and and then things started moving. Uh, and yeah, we started hiring people and, uh, like we started hiring Tom, uh, our program. So who was, sorry to interrupt, who yeah. was the involved from the beginning? Well, in the beginning it was me and another friend, John Peter. He now quits because he's yeah. also having a, a, a lovely DJ career, uh, <laughs> but went really well until Corona, but, uh. We'll pick up. We'll, <laughs> no, yeah, he, he, he quit a long time ago. Before that, so it's uh, it's it's. I think it's a good choice for going for music. And there was also right from the beginning was there was Dan that you know as well. Yeah, uh, he's also main partner in crime, and um, uh, he's been there at the beginning. And then our first hire was Tom, our programmer, mm -hmm. uh, who's basically the, the 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 cultural mastermind of the place, who makes all the programs you see and like mm -hmm. is responsible for basically everything that that we're known for for all the beautiful programs and uh yeah cool yeah and what was like the you know you said you made a proposal and everything but what was kind of the philosophy behind the lab that you wanted to run what was it that you wanted to do well i really um at that point we i i, I always really liked it that uh, i i really wanted to create a place where where it's um where you could just enjoy a culture in a in um in a in a in in a in a sort of laid back way and also in a profound way. So I, I for instance if you go to places like Pakas de Zwijger or the Bali or stuff, they really um um they really make interesting programs, but I never felt like going there just for a beer or something. And I, I always dreamt of a place uh, just apart from cinema, but like like a place that was just somewhere in between. Like on maybe I have an interest to indulge myself in 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 something interesting and maybe I just want to enjoy and just do something laid back. And I've always felt there was like not something in between just going for a beer and going for something interesting. Like there's, there's, there should be something more in between. Mm -hmm. And, and that was always something that I really wanted to create. Um, well, obviously the place that we encountered was a cinema and, um, 
at the beginning when we started up, um, we, when we started with the cinema, like the place wasn't, we, we took it over. So it already existed, but it didn't really work at that point. Um, and at that point we, we, we were trying to, at, at first, obviously you're trying to screen to get all the new films and just get all the, the stuff that other places are screening. And we really soon noticed like, oh yeah, this doesn't really work because there are already lots of other places screening the new stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was also really hard. Obviously there are re like relations in place in, in cinema. So if you just open up a cinema in a place where there are already loads of cinemas, then like the new stuff goes to the place right. that are already there. And that, I mean, that makes perfect sense. There are already like relations going on there. So that was the thing that we started. We, there was always this, at the beginning, this, this, this sort of, uh, what should we call it? Like a, a desire to play new stuff and that we couldn't really get it or it didn't really work. And then we noticed like whenever you're screening the, the more classics, the, the, like the classics or the, the programs around a theme that it really worked. And at first it felt like that, that was just part of what we're doing. And then we noticed like, Hey, this is really working. And it's also actually the most fun part. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's great to just think of like, Hey, what, what films do we want to play again and, yeah. and make programs around that. And how do you decide on those programs? Is it just Tom or is it a bit more of a conversation? Well, Tom is definitely the mastermind. I, I, I mean, we, we all talk about it together, but Tom is really responsible and, and has a, also great vision and a great knowledge of, of these films. Um, but yeah, no, coming back to that, we really, at, at first I did the, 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 the and us ending up with, uh, with all, screening all these classics really came, originated from that. And at one point we said like, okay, let's just become a classic cinema. It's not, it, 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 it works really well. We love doing it. It's the most fun part of our job. And then it really started, that's what, at, at that point, it really started to kick off and we saw the visitors increase every, every month and, uh, and that really became our signature and, and I, yeah, that, that was still a really good decision. I feel. Yeah, and for I think sure. It also really cultivated your position within the other cinemas, you yeah. know, because the other cinemas were, uh, for example, Film Hollow, which is, uh, <clears throat> around the corner. Yeah. That's only about new movies with a couple of exceptions and you are uh, a couple of uh, streets away and uh that's where you go for these kind of movies. yeah mm. yeah and it, i mean it took it took a long time uh and it just really helped that it's uh, it's i mean it's the easiest thing to do if you really like it so it, it's really easy to sell something that you really like and it's th therefore it worked i mean there's also a lot of reasons why you why you shouldn't do it because it's i mean it's a lot of a lot of hassle to get all the rights for all these classics and uh, it's, I mean, it makes sense to screen new films. I, I'm, mm. I, I definitely agree, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, there's all marketing apparatus. You don't have to do it yourself. You don't have to say to people mm. like, Hey, yeah, come and see this and this, mm. uh, program we made about this Czechoslovakian artist from the sixties. <laughs> like, I mean, you gotta do some convincing. You gotta but, win them over yeah, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And it's really nice if there's just billboards on the street saying, come and see Tenet. But then again, it's also really nice because it's mostly. Like we we only screen films we really like, so the 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 telling the story is quite easy. So um, yeah, I suppose there's a mentality to like the fact that you wanted to provide somewhere that was kind of a bit more cozy and a bit more uh, inclusive to people where you could come just also and have a beer and provide a, a space for people to then also see a movie if they wanted to. It's kind yeah. of offering that space to them, and then by doing some interesting programming, then uh, build it and they will come a little bit, but. How, yeah, how does how does he decide on the programs? Is he is that a conversation with the full team, or is it mainly him, Tom? Well, uh, well, there's there's always. I mean, there's Tom comes up with the ID. Uh, we sometimes sit together and just with a big drawing board and think of go through the entire year. Like we always try to have a reason for a program. Mm -hmm. So and that sounds a bit a bit strange, but like a reason could be anything. But it's kind of it's kind of nice that you. Cause you could do a program about anything you could do like, you know, and that's, that's nice, but it's also a bit, I f we feel we have to be a bit careful about it because it's kind of nice to confine to certain, uh, reasons. Like there's a new Tarantino film coming out and we're screening all the Tarantinos or there's right. a certain development going on in society that we really find interesting or worth, uh, building something around and let's make a program around it. So that, that's, we always try to 
right we have one angle and it could be and it could be could be that a certain director turned a hundred but mm -hmm. at least that there's something which gives a nice sort of confinement of yourself that you just don't do whatever mm -hmm. uh but i mean like for instance now we're gonna do a program uh that's it's called 19 1984 dystopia revisited where we're revisiting 1984 because we're now kind of living in a dystopia and yeah. we feel like we're should be revisiting should be revisiting 1984 and we're screening all the films that uh that were released in, in 1984 that we really like so that's yeah. uh, um so i mean the, the, as like the, the reasons can be thin but there's always there's always like a nod to either a director or uh, uh, a certain occasion or a period of time or a theme that we find interesting so yeah, it's always a not... slight edge though isn't there it's not just like okay it's valentine's day let's do talk the films about love because you did the one that i really liked which was all about with the valentine's oh one yeah last we year. did the, we well we started what was with it, valentine's. The again yeah we started the more the merrier it was yeah. about the uh poly polyamory yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah then we started that on valentine yeah no credit due to elena castro who made that program this yeah. is former employee yeah yeah i thought that was really interesting yeah because it, it is just it's not just okay it's valentine's day let's do no, it's love. not completely random you also you there's a you just create purpose every yeah, program but that's yeah. that's the, so for instance this program is really because uh, elena who then worked for us was said like oh, i really want to organize this program and and it's a it's a theme that's perfectly suitable there are many films i about 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 this theme about obviously about, about love relations and like it was it it it, it fitted like a glove and then it's also i mean in, indeed i find it very interesting to just or, or a lot of fun to make this not to valentine's day and to to do it in that period um yeah yeah, and it's also a, a theme like this is also great to organize some talks around it and yeah. really see um, if cinema can be a conversation starter as well. And obviously that works pretty well as well. Like it's it's a really easy way to start thinking about a, th a certain theme. Like, I mean, um, like the film uh, Jus that was in that program. It's just, it's a classic. So you might want to see it just because it's a really good classic. It's also a lot of fun to watch it. And it just starts, it's, it makes you start talking about the theme. So I, that's, yeah. Mm. I, uh, yeah. And how, how has Lab kind of developed in recent years since it started? I, as a customer, I felt like I shared the achievement a little bit with you guys when you got the renovated seats. Uh, so, like, what are the other big highlights for you that have changed? <laughs> well, that's that's uh, yeah. nothing as big as the, as the new seats. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that that you're saying that because I I always really hope that people see that because <laughs> I I don't know. It's like when we started, we I did like the building is is I like I mean obviously the 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 reason that we got to take it over at 26 was that it wasn't going that well. Like I mean. We had nice ideas, but it was also just not going that well. So it really, it really started at the point that our that that although I mean everyone evolved was 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 great and believed in us and the, like it still there was a lot to do. Like the chairs were old and like the there was no air conditioning, there was no heating, there, mm. there was no there like a lot of points leaked. So. I mean, we had we had so many times that we're like, "Fuck! Oh, oh, oh it's thirty-five degrees, and the screening room is sold out." Like, oh, how are in on earth are we gonna keep this cool? Or like, these these chairs, like, also, yeah. <laughs> At one point, uh, we we did this uh, we did this Lord of the Ring Lord of the Rings marathon, and one of the <laughs> uh, one of the visitors commented that he'd rather bring the ring to Mordor himself than sit on a chair for twelve hours again. <laughs> <laughs> no way no way which i mean yeah hey, funny and true but that's but a super you, nice geeky comment yeah. as, as said like i mean it's it's Amazing. it is it is it is and that's that's what i really like i mean we we had most of our growth on these chairs without heating or without air conditioning and like only when when we got at that point we were able to do these renovations i mean and that's and that's what you said that's what i always hope that people sort of recognize and see like every time we i mean we wanted to change the chairs as much as you do we wanted to change them the most we were sitting in there much more often than you did so yeah uh, like uh, i i always like it that people sort of 
stayed with us <laughs> like yeah yeah well we that that's it that 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 was possible to grow the cinema within these conditions and that we're now able to because of this um because of this growth and uh be able to i don't know reward it and and finally bring nice chairs to our, our cinema yeah, and, and i think also you uh um brought this this quirky vibe i think that's also how you uh how do you say uh, uh people like that i think it was super honest how you build it up mm. that's 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 nice to hear no it's uh yeah it's it's a it's a lot of the things are 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 made by by ourselves like dan who, I, who i'm running love with is was just spent the last few months building all sorts of things in the bar um tim another friend of ours who basically did all the renovation in in the um, in the cinema uh so like a lot of it is pretty diy we tend to mm. uh tend to put a lot of love and attention into it but yeah kind of doing most of the things ourselves well the, the reason the reason i said it like that is that it feels like there is very much kind of a community around lab and we kind of trust in you because of the programming and it's such a great space and i think this is maybe what it takes to be successful as an art house cinema especially in amsterdam it's quite competitive right there's a lot of other cinemas uh doing Maybe not the same things, but they're also doing retrospective uh, film programs. But, you know, people buy into you because it is a good place to have a beer and uh, they like to see these small goals that happen. What do you, like, yeah, it is, Lab is a space that creates um, a place for people to meet and drink as well before just seeing a film. It's not always just about seeing the film. What do you think is important when creating, like, a, an art house cinema? <laughs> For other people well, who would like to do the same. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm just like in order to stay uh, innovative. Well, I, I, um, I think you really have to take the people that come to your cinema serious, and and I think like in in the times we're living in, there's there's um, you have a Netflix account and you have. Uh, you have so much opportunities that that curation becomes really valuable but then with create creation you have to do that um you have to do that uh in a proper way and like bring like for instance people are now able to google like the best japanese films made in the 50s you know like it's yeah, yeah. and then they get this list of so people are really they they you can push people pretty far like we you can show some really obscure stuff and then maybe combine it with like showing star wars again but like people can go uh can can like the 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 tastes are rather broad and um if you take take the product serious take the take the take film serious um um you can present a really broad scope of cinema. And I think that's what I hope. I think people like at our place that you can see this tiny niche film and then maybe see your childhood favorite again. And like yeah, uh, the combination of these two, these things and then maybe, oh, there's this thing that uh, this film I just missed in cinema, but I, but I heard it was really good from like a half year ago. This combination really works for us. And I think there's... There's there's a nice relationship between either between taking the taking film serious, um, don't just bring it in in an open inclusive way, uh, taking your audience serious and and not being afraid of doing some curation. So just making a choice that we're going to show all of this. You might not know it, but it's it's really good. Mm. Um, so I don't I don't know what 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 an art house cinema should do, but this works for us. I feel. Yeah. Uh, and but and we are very uncommon art house cinema, I feel. So um No, you're very accessible accessible. I think all um, smaller independent cinemas that feel a bit more accessible to me, but it must be tough trying to compete against like mainstream cinema. Because it is like I think everything that cinema is doing now and with like streaming and everything, it's kind of cinema is now Bigger is better, Ultra HD, IMAX, 3D. Yeah, but at all the same time, I, it, it's weird because I, I never know if this is true. Because, like in the times of the, the like the high days of um, like uh, um, going to the videotheque, I don't know what the word is, like uh, video shop, yeah, yeah, like the rentals. The rentals. In the high days of the rentals, you have, you'd ha you'd be able to go to this niche rental shops that have like this entire back catalog of weird horror flicks that yeah. only were 
like that went straight to uh, straight to video and then like pretty niche weird stuff like you you because because of the internet and because of the opportunities there are there you tend to think that you could see all the films that are there but actually there's netflix you have you might have your amazon account you might have the, but there's it's still pretty confined and there's there's quite, like quite a lot of people come to us and say oh i've I've been looking to see this film since forever the people that write us we have this suggestion online suggestions board and that they put some films to just keep turning on keep turning on uh, keep turning up on these pages and um so i feel yes there's a lot of changes and there's a lot of there's the, the obviously the internet and streaming does a lot but i i i think people are um overestimating how much you can actually see and people are also overestimating that there's just a difference like sometimes you want to cook at home and make a nice meal sometimes you go and want to go out for dinner and it's that's that's not really competing like yeah the steak i make at home is not really competing to going out to eat a burger at uh at mm. the tough room right of, of you guys like that's yeah. it's two different things and you might feel this way this way this day and might feel this way the other day like yeah, yeah, it's funny because there has really has been a shift in the way that we enjoy cinema, hasn't there? With with uh, streaming and everything, but like people still want to go to the cinema. They still want to have that act of going and and sitting in the screen and the lights going down and enjoying it. And maybe there's more of a celebration of that because maybe everything is at your fingers now. Yeah, and also feel. <laughs> But another comment of our visitor, one of our visitors that I really liked was, I think on Instagram, we asked, what have you missed most? Most, And someone said, not looking at my, of what have you missed most of, of going to the cinema? And he said, not looking at my phone for two hours. Yeah. So it's, it's really, I don't know, you're, you, you, if you go to the cinema, you, you're really there for two or three hours. You're alone, but you're together there with watching with other people. You're really indulged. And so it's, it's, it's a nice if especially now it's now much more compared than, than 10 or 20 years ago it's really also a point of silence and tranquility yeah. and diving into another world and yeah i mean it's not an experience you get at home i mean that's no, and, and, right. and that's, that... that's that's that doesn't mean like i've seen great films on my iphone it doesn't mean it doesn't take anything away from the experience of watching something alone or in another in another format but it there's a special special thing for cinema so uh, I, I'm not too afraid about um, screening we're going to take a quick break from our conversation with Bass and Tobias to chat with Charlotte Klein Charlotte is a food writer and she writes for the parole as well as other magazines and also has a book all about the history of Dutch food Charlotte joined me for a chat over Zoom so let's find out what she's got in her fridge so hello Charlotte Klein how are you doing today Hi, I'm great. Thanks. <laughs> good, good. You are a food historian and food writer. You write pieces for The Parole and also various other magazines. You've also written a book together with your father, which is about the history of food in the Netherlands. And you're now working on your own book. So how did you first get into food writing? Was it through your father? Yes, definitely. So I grew up always around food. When I would wake up, I would ask what we would have for dinner at night, uh, would help cooking, so that really was part of me already. And then I went to study history and I started cooking myself, living not with my parents anymore, but cooking for my friends. And then at a certain point, I found out that you could combine these two things, cooking and history. And um, that was it for me. <laughs> ah, nice. And a big part of your work is also being a food historian. Are we seeing any significant shifts in the way that people eat out recently? Yeah, I think, uh, so the last year, especially in Amsterdam, you see that there's so many good restaurants, quite affordable for what you get with a lot of vegetables and there's a really, really interesting scene, which is quite fascinating because for a long time in the Netherlands, people wouldn't really go out for dinner. It's a recent thing, like since the, let's say, the 70s, 80s. But now, because of corona, we'll have to see how many of those places survive. We were on a really high point, but let's hope that we can stay there. But it's going to be really tough. Right, yeah, I understand. And, and even with those current restrictions, have you been able to eat out recently? Is there any recent place that stood out? Yes, I've been to a new place close to the Oedipus Brewery, actually. It's called Euro Pizza. And it's some yeah. young guys who had a restaurant, another restaurant where I really wanted to go to. They did everything on wood fire. 
and they changed to a pizzeria and it's really they have really nice dough but they put really non-italian things on the pizza so like fresh herbs or octopus it's really nice really nice place mm. i think their original restaurant was in the hem wasn't it exactly yeah 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 yeah, we have seen them. They are literally our neighbours right around the corner. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so are you ready to talk about your fridge? Sure, yeah. All right. So is there anything notable that you've got in there at the moment? Well, yeah, I will talk about the drinks, but I'm, I'm first thinking about something else. Um, yesterday I made for the first time chilli oil myself by a, a new book of a friend of mine, Amazing Asia, it's called. So I made I bought like 150 grams of chilli flakes and then you have to put hot oil and spices and sesame oil and it smells fantastic it also sounds nice but it smells fantastic so i have a big jar of that chili oil in my fridge which i now add onto everything drink wise so with asian food i like to drink uh, some fresh beer so i i just have some pilsner actually just in my fridge and i always have some alcohol free beers because oh I- yeah I like to have them if I, I don't know, if I don't feel like drinking, but I do feel like something else than water, then I enjoy those beers. Which is your favorite alcohol-free beer? So either the most simple one, like Heineken or um, Hertog Jan, or I like IPA as well. You taste the lack of alcohol a bit less, but I, I didn't find a particular brand that stood out for me yet. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, there are more and more coming on the market. So, that, yeah. and that is great for us when we don't want to have a drink, we can still have an interesting, uh, uh drink, uh, that, but not with the consequences of alcohol, let's say. Exactly. Yeah. What was the most recent beer that you drank? I think it was at Trost Brewery in the Western Park and, uh, they have this tropical kind of beer. So it's very low on alcohol. I think it's 2%. And I can't remember if it has a mango or pineapple or Something like that, like very fresh, not really sweet, more sour beer was when it was still a bit sunny last weekend. Okay, yeah, and those sour beers do suit the sunny weather uh, yeah. a bit more than the, the darker ones. And what was the most recent beer that impressed you? Well, I have uh, a good friend who's completely obsessed with beer. He knows way more than I do. Um, so, And he always gets these beers from, he goes to Brussels and then he comes back and this was his very dark, perhaps was porter. So it was like, tasted like coffee and chocolate. And that was fantastic. But I wouldn't know the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it could be a number of different breweries in Belgium. They have a wealth of uh, breweries yeah. there. Definitely becoming the season to be drinking those darker porters. And is there a beer that you would always go back to? I like Orval, the Belgian beer. And also when it's hot, just... A Pilsner is also nice, like uh, you know what to expect when you're thirsty. It has a bit of a holiday feeling to it, I think, because I don't drink it that much. Sure. All right, cool. Well, thanks for talking about your fridge. That was great. You're welcome. (laughs) And a special thanks to Charlotte. If you want to find out more about her work, you can check out the show notes. Remember, you can get in contact with me via the address radio at udipus.com. But for now, let's get back into it with Bas and Tobias. I have a question because I feel like Amsterdam has a very affluent cinema culture. I don't know how many to actually number them, but there is a lot of cinemas here in Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, and I'm also personally a big fan of Cineville. Yeah. And that's a big bonus for film fans here in the Netherlands. I was wondering how, is that an advantage to you guys as a small oh, yeah, cinema? Yeah. No, no. How does that work? Cinefield is 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 the great savior of 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 independent cinema. No, it's uh, it, Cinefield. So for people that don't know, you have a you have a membership card that you can use. Um, so I think it's twenty euros a month or so, twenty one euros. Seven. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was seventeen. Seventeen. Anyway. I think it's seventeen fifty if you're under thirty, and if you're yeah. above, uh, it's twenty one, and you can go to um i think in amsterdam it's 15 different cinemas and then throughout the netherlands there are many more uh, as as often as you want well we just get money for these visits because people tend to go uh somewhere in between two or three times so that we get we just we just get money for these visits um and they're just the most loyal cost customers as well they they like for instance uh after after the lockdown uh, i was sitting at the um ticket desks uh, quite often and we have to say these sort of uh these um these corona rules when you enter like a uh, distance blah 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 uh 
And like many times I would just, like on day three, then that I would bump into people uh, and, and tell the story. It's like, yeah, I already know it. I've been already been twice. Mm. Like, and that's, that's in, in, you know, like, uh, these the, same people who got the Cineville are the same people that have probably unfortunately lost their job. <laughs> well, no, yeah, good. yeah, no, but I, like, like the Cineville people, there's, there, I mean, there's, there's loads. I think at the moment it's, uh, it might be, it might be 60% of our revenue. Like this, nice. the, the people that go, that, that immediately went to the cinema again. And, um, yeah. You rarely see it. I've, I've never, I've, yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm English. So I've never seen it in. We haven't got anything like that in England. And Manchester oh, is a bigger city than uh, Amsterdam. It's I always a say, lot of but fun. But there's too. not one one independent cinema there. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. Whenever you, uh, whenever you visit, like this, these there are there always these conferences for, uh, basically hosted by the European Union for at film festivals, and you meet up with other, um, with other directors of people or people who work in cinema. And they're always completely amazed about this system, but it's really, um, I think it's, it's one of the reasons why we have such a wide variety of, of smaller cinemas, like mm. that cinemas with one or two rooms can exist is only because of Cinefell or mostly because of Cinefell. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something really special. Now it's, I want to talk a little bit about you and film. Uh, is there a specific style of film or cinema that inspires you? Ooh, um, I don't know if there's a specific type of yeah. My my I think my taste is quite broad. Um, it's also because you're working with film every day, you get this weird focus. But I love it. I like. I, I really like sci-fi. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have sci-fi like like uh, Star Wars or uh, no, Blade Runner or uh... also, but also like like recent films like uh, um, like Arrival is one of my favorites. But also oh, good like film. I enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah. I really loved that film. It's, that's really um, yeah yeah. Any guilty pleasures? Guilty pleasures. I don't know. There's no such thing as guilty pleasures, I feel, but I really like Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they exist. Nice. And if they were, yeah. they exist now. Yeah. And I also, and, I, and nice. I, I was, oh yeah, I was just looking over that, that uh, I, 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 whenever I feel, I'm, whenever I'm, 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 I'm hangover, I always watch the big short and I've, I thought about it, why I'm always doing that. But it's quite I, difficult to watch. No, it's a lot right. of fun. It's, it's, but it's so weird because it's about financial crisis and it's, but it's also, I don't know, I, I really like this moment where Ryan Gosling just goes, I'm jacked, I'm jacked to the tits. And I just, whenever I, <laughs> I get, whenever I get to that point, I just, I don't know, my hangover is always gone. So I don't know, it's, it's, and then, I'm jacked. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah but those are, I think, I feel, I feel like Mean Girls and The Big Short might be, if, if you'd say there's, a, there's a, a, that, that the, if you ask about guilty pleasures, then those are the two. But yeah. Which character in Mean Girls do you identify most with? Uh, yeah, I use fetch a lot. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, no. <laughs> no way. Yeah. It's pretty funny because recently I tried to watch Mean Girls, but I couldn't make it through five minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's really shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also yeah. But it's, you can make yeah. it through. It's, no, it's fine. I've seen it. No, a couple it's of it's times. really shit. I was yeah, really I mean, annoyed. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, it's, yeah. but it's just therefore it's also <laughs> yeah. It's it's there for fun. I mean, yeah, we've I've been like one of the first successes we had was with screening the room at Lop. I mean, that's another. That's that's yeah. We went together, and I mean, the that's also the the. The pleasure of watching something that's incredibly shit that's it's also it's really nice <laughs> just to watch that that was one the, of the best movie experience i ever had in the dutch cinema yeah i mean i like the vulgar shit that people are shouting it's it's just it's just amazing and and <laughs> and, and it's just a lot of fun and as i said like i really love it that i mean like th those things can go as a, as with film as an art form. I really like it that these films things can go coexist. That you can either enjoy going to something as shit as the room or Mean Girls for that matter, but at the same time, like I don't know, watch masterpieces like Old Boy or uh, you know, like or there, there's there's there there's such a wide variety, and it's actually just fine to to like whatever. And mm -hmm. I mean. That's. I think that's that's what really draws me to cinema. That's. Yeah, you. It's it's not that weird to watch The Matrix and Stalker, 
in to have that screen on the same night like yeah. it makes perfect sense like there's they're both great like both good films yeah like yeah. really good films and the one was like a massive blockbuster that made millions and the one is uh, like a like soviet cinema like and, and uh, that doesn't that's fine yeah. yeah 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 it's good and so what's next for lab what have you been working on uh, recently you want to play super golf first yeah yeah sorry i was yeah. ignorant again and yeah. not finishing the the yeah, not or, that jasmine beer all the time or throw it in the small glass <laughs> or just do it like that just being fancy <laughs> sorry i i interrupted your question but i just saw no, it's that okay. there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's <laughs> a time for beer as well yeah, there's well. a time for beer and there's a time yeah. for talk yeah cheers <laughs> Yeah, so what, what's next for Lab? What have you been working on recently? Well, um, well, like what most people might not know is that we do the entire building. So there's the cinema and the bar. Um, with the bar, we're going to reopen the restaurant again in, in a few weeks. Pizzas, right? With pizzas, going to make nice, nice sourdough pizzas. So, so we're now tasting all different, all the different types of dough and those and combinations so that's that's really nice looking forward to that to finally have food again so it's uh that's that should be good but as what i was trying to say is like yeah we but we also do the entire building and in the building there's um we're broodplatz which is um basically a program from them from the municipality of amsterdam where they subsidized um studios workspaces for artists and um and we also have um quite a lot of space that we rent out to film production companies and i've been working much more on that side uh for the last few months like see how that should develop in the future um and uh and 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 yeah really work on that side of the company yeah nice uh all right cool Sounds exciting. Uh, shall we do the quiz? But let's do the quiz. Are you ready, sure. Tobias? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's do the quiz. All right. I'm the judge again. Huh? So, like I said uh, before, we started recording. We're going to do. Uh, it's always themed around the guest, and you guessed it. It's going to be about films. Nice. So, what I'm going to do? Ten quotes from Hollywood, and you've got to name the film for a full point. Okay, right. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite shit at this. Okay, this is yeah, really no, something that Tom should be doing, but uh, let's go for no, it. It's fine, and like you said. You, but you it's said... also good to say I'm the bad guy here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then it's always a bit more sweet, but yeah, uh, no. my count. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's fine. That's fine. That's I also, fine. I also wrote it a bit more fair because I was thinking maybe I'll do uh, half a point for the film, half a point for the actor, but that's uh, not what that we're doing. Cool, so right? to, yeah, yeah. So it's just a film. I have yes, to guess. and uh, actually, I should maybe uh, add an extra layer to it. So all the quotes are to do w with drinking. Okay, good. so they're all to do with drinking. I think so. it's a super good list. Okay, yeah. all right. So question number one, but difficult. Yeah, I am not going to do uh, any impressions here. But here's uh, here's, no? here's, <laughs> quote, here's quote <laughs> number one: <laughs> You would drink too if you knew the world half as well as I do. Ooh. What film is that from? Not a clue. Not a clue. <laughs> All right. That was uh, The Prestige. That oh, yeah. was said by Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Okay. Question number two. I didn't like that one. So that yeah. might be it. Let's see if you have better luck with uh, quote number two. So quote number two. There's a special rung in hell reserved for people who waste good scotch. Yeah. What is that again? Fuck. I know you did a... Uh, I'm going to give you some clues since you might struggle. Yeah, also it's super, super difficult. <laughs> okay, so uh, the you did a, a season on the director yeah. not too long ago, but maybe <laughs> maybe you do a lot of seasons on director. <laughs> yeah, we have done a lot of seasons. And he also, the director released a film last year. Right, yeah, so it should be a Tarantino then. Yeah. No, no, actually. Okay, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, that was Michael fuck. Fassbender. Yeah, we're that's almost true. there, man. Yeah, yeah I think it's in the scene it. that uh, yeah. Mike Myers is in as well. Exactly, and that's a funny scene as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really super good one. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Okay, so quote number three. This is quite a difficult one, but here's the quote Don't be such a square. Everyone who's anyone drinks. Everybody who's anybody drinks. Yeah, sorry, I should say. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Trying to, trying to ad-lib a bit there yeah. <laughs> off script 
this is an old, a classic, an old film. Um, yeah. Part of a trilogy, I think. Part of a trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. No clue. About time travel. Is that what? Well, back to the <laughs> Sci-fi future. Sci-fi nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gave him a point there. Damn, back okay, to the okay. future. All right. So he's off the mark. He's off the mark. <laughs> okay. So question number th- uh, four is, I am not going to die sober. Yeah. Who said that? Me? No. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, I don't know. No. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Mm, uh, okay we don't know that was the wolf of wall street oh shit by dicaprio yeah yeah that's on the boat i also yeah 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 Question. They, and then they go and then they're taking lots that's not about drinking though it's about quaaludes yeah 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 so yeah. it's it's isn't yeah it's not about drinking it's but, about quaaludes yeah yeah it's, okay it's about being intoxicated yeah, yeah, quotes yeah. about yeah. being intoxicated okay, okay no no but just <laughs> yeah no if you're gonna be strict you know <laughs> okay <laughs> Uh, quote number, what is it? Number five? I'm going to put the questions here. Five. Five? Okay. God, I'd give anything for a drink. I'd give my goddamn soul for just a glass of beer. Yeah. Good quote. <laughs> <laughs> <New> clue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, director. <laughs> is, uh, yeah, you don't have to feel. Yeah, sorry. Okay, okay. I, you can say your shit, Toby. You can okay, just say it. Yeah, like, yeah, this is really you're bad. You're rubbish. Yeah, 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 this we is will it. never invite you again. You're okay. rubbish. You can say that. Incorrect, then. Yeah. Incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. And that was The Shining. <laughs> that was... <laughs> okay, that was Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. The next one is uh, a movie you like a lot, I think. Okay. And here's the quote. Heineken, fuck that shit. Pabst Blue Ribbon, ribbon. That's what you'll drink tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Give up again? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. It's a David Lynch film. Oh, is it from Wild at Heart? No, Blue Velvet. Oh, it's from Blue Velvet. <laughs> it's said by Dennis Hopper. Yeah. You like that movie, right? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I have a very bad There's a couple of these... Heineken references in that. That's why I've included yeah. it, because no. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Uh, okay, number funny, funny, yeah, because it's a local beer, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next quote is, I think I liked you better when you were a drunk. That does ring a bell, though. It's not a very well known movie, but the actor is very well known. Who's the actor? The <laughs> British guy was rumored to maybe be the next James Bond. Uh, he starred, yeah. yeah, he was also, he starred, he had a smaller role, not a main role in, uh, uh, Peaky Blinders. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was also in Inception as well. Yeah, exactly. But you don't get a point for the actor. No, the actor's like, Tom Hardy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Such a cool guy, eh? Yeah. Another no. James Bond. Yeah. He got rumored. Yeah. I don't think it would have been very good. The film is Warrior. Yeah. Yeah, incorrect. Okay. This oh, is this, this is, is a going bit, well. Okay. <laughs> this is going well. <laughs> Number seven. This is this is a classic. Okay, he here's the quote. She said time travel. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. It was not even about the quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Name a film about time travel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number seven. We sat and drank with the sun on our shoulders and felt like free men. Yeah, that's from Shawshank. There we go. All right. I have nice. to really give it one a play, but well that was, done. That was number eight, by the way. Oh yeah, sorry. Number eight, sorry. Yeah, my uh, my eyes deceive me. Yeah, no okay. worries. No worries. Here we go. Number nine. Beer is for breakfast. Drink or be gone. Nah. No, not, not nah. even a guess. Nah. Okay, you could you could have guessed that maybe this film might come up if we were talking about quotes. One of the quotes. more alcohol focused movies out there. Yeah. It's cocktail. Right. The actor was Brian Brown. I've never yeah. actually heard of this guy. Uh, okay, number ten. This is not a film. This is more, they've made a film, but it's a TV series. Okay. Right. And this is a quote from uh, their biggest star. Okay. (laughs) Alcohol is a way of life. Alcohol is my way of life. And I aim to keep it. Yeah, I've got very bad memory. So it turns out for 
alcohol references in film. <laughs> so I've come to know that about myself. And I don't have a clue. Okay, uh, that no, was fun. a quote by Homer Simpson. Okay, nice. That was from nice, the Simpsons. Nice, nice. <laughs> so that's a nice, <laughs> uh, fair two points. <laughs> uh, two points. <laughs> well, that's good. On the bottom oh, of the board. Perfect. Okay. So Lara has some friend at the bottom of the, Lara, friends at the, bottom uh, of the board. Lara, Tobias, a super nice guy <laughs> from Lop on the Delve. Yeah. <laughs> All right, just to finish off, Tobias, thank you so much. That was thank a pleasure. You. It was, thank you for coming and answering our questions. It was great to have a chat. Yes. Great. And same to you, Bas. Good to have you back on the show. Yes. All right, nice one. That's it for another episode of the Radio Oedipus podcast. A very special thanks for tuning in and a big shout out to Bass and Tobias for joining me in the studio. Make sure to check out Lab 100 Elf's ever-changing film programs and stop by for a beer if you can. You can find all episodes of the show on our website, oedipus.com forward slash radio and by searching Radio Oedipus on your podcast app. If you use Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure you like and subscribe to keep up to date. The music used on today's show is written and composed by the one and only Ola Eye Music. And tune in next time for more explorations into the culture of beer.